This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with my good friend, John Beeler. We've got a great show today. Our uh, program's all about apps and the mobile tech worlds, from smartphones to smart cars. We cover it all. In today's program, we will uh, be talking, uh, I guess, all things uh, apps. One of the things uh, will be the Apple Watch monitoring from TELUS. They have uh, their health wellness monitoring system. They've got devices that you can get and subscribe to, but now they've got an Apple Watch version that has all kinds of things like fall detection and can alert uh, your uh, close family members or friends or phone 911 for you. Yeah, and this is above and beyond what's built in with Apple. So there's actually like a person on the other side of the TELUS equation that will actually manage and route the call depending on the, the issue that's popped up. And we're going to talk about image conversion. I know that doesn't sound sexy or exciting, but every so often, I think most of us have to convert a digital image, a JPEG or something like that. And we've got Ted Kritzonos to give us uh, the best tools to do it. And a lot of them are free. Yes, I like free. Because who wants to pay money for like one or two photos that you got to yeah gotta convert to something? Uh, let's talk about some of the mobile uh, tech news, uh, John. Before we get into that, I, I just got... <laughs> and I hate to rant about this because I, I like the direction they're going. We live in British Columbia and there's an app. Uh, what's it called? The BC Services Card app. So this is an app that is supposed to give you access to some of your medical information, more specifically around like vaccinations and the medications that you've been prescribed over the years and doctor visits as well. Yeah. So the, the BC Services Card a few years ago sort of combine things like your your mobile health or your your health card and other things you can get it as a standalone card or you can actually integrate it into your driver's license now too. yeah so but this app is supposed to be where you can log in and browse all of your medical history and stuff like that so if i'm doing this wrong i apologize but this was not a simple thing to load you told me about it yeah and i was excited you hadn't loaded it up yet no, because I lost my card in my house. <laughs> and so I then renewed my driver's license and then I got a new one issued. Yeah. But I haven't got it yet. Got so it. I can't actually activate the, th- the app because you have to actually have the physical card to activate the app. John, I don't think normal people could actually make this thing work. Right. So you, the, the, let's, let's walk through this process because you basically have to, you launch the app, you scan your card. It actually is like a barcode scanner. Yeah. And then, then it you, you what tell tell the listeners what you had to do. Then. <laughs> then it goes to this magical place on the internet where apparently a human verifies that it's you. You've got to take a picture of yourself and a video of yourself saying a few things. It's kind of weird and creepy, but okay, I'm 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 along for the ride. And then I'm okay. I thought, oh, this is going to be days. It's the government, right? Yeah. No, like I think within an hour. Yeah. I was verified. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Why doesn't the government talk more about this? This thing is cool. God, no. Oh, God, help me. So I get into it. And so I'm thinking, great, I can see, you know, all the doctor visits I've had. Well, let's step back a second. The reason why we thought this was interesting is because I had a friend, uh, Jillian, hi, um, who did this. And she actually was able to see when she's eligible to sign up and apply for her, her second dose of the vaccine. Yeah. Which is what everyone's trying to waiting for to, you know, full immunity type of thing right so the the idea behind is like you want to find out when you're eligible to do that when we kind of know but they change the dates and things like that but this is where you're actually be told when you can do that 
Yeah. That's a mystery to me still <laughs> where that is. But so I get into the app, I get verified. I'm like, hallelujah. So I go in and I want to start seeing some of my health stuff, like anything. And I just can't find it. Finally, I find this one little link in there. And then it kicks me out to the BC government website, the health gateway. Yeah. And then I got to log in there. <laughs> Seriously, I've got to log in there. And then it kicks me back to the app to verify me, which after I'm verified, the app then says, go back to the website. So I got to physically get out of the app, back into the website and go to the health section. Then I think I get kicked back to the app again to get verified again. Like, I don't know what planet. Why wouldn't they just integrate that web browser into the app? Yes, yes, John. Anyway, that's my rant. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something wrong or this is need some some improvements let's look at some of the other tech news okay uh this is interesting apple watch and fitbit users with heart conditions get more medical procedures yeah well there was a concern that anyone has uh one of these smart watches that does the various types of uh monitoring like heart rate monitoring they 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 say that they are they're not looking for atrial fibrillation which is you know afib which is a common thing where you have uh, an irregular heartbeat but what it'll do is it'll let you know if you're a normal person that you might have it and that you should maybe think about talking to a doctor. So the concern was is that doctors would be inundated by these sort of false positives, if you will. That turns out not to be the case from some studies that have been happening. And if anything, what this is helping people do is they're going to see their doctor about stuff that isn't normal and they're actually getting procedures to help address that it's not necessarily for afib it's for something else sometimes but what it's doing is just being people are being more proactive about their health and getting sounds like some good uh, good results yeah to your point the 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 doctor's offices weren't being inundated by like people like oh my god yeah i'm dying or my watch is saying you know i'm my heart's all out of whack uh they said that they didn't really see an increase in calls or visits but they had patients that did have the watches were more likely to ask questions from the data they were getting from the watches and that led to more procedures yeah which which is great yeah i think sounds like a win sounds like a win-win because you know at least you're you're starting to question this stuff because i think the biggest problem a lot of people have is that you don't realize you have a problem until it's too late or you put it off but at least having these watches i mean that's why i got my apple watch i upgraded to a much newer one so i would have the latest monitoring options just because i'm getting up in age and i want to be aware of that stuff but you know you always hear of these sad stories of people that didn't know that they had a problem and by the time they figured they did because they didn't have a smartwatch or some other mechanism it might have been too late yeah my dad uh he has atrial fibrillation and uh, i got him an apple watch and oh my God, John, that thing was, go- it's going off a couple times a day. And so I'm like freaking out Yeah. and said, go to your doctor. But he went to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you're already on medication. You're fine. <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, this is a great tool just to give you more information. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what Apple and these other companies can do next with the technology to kind of add, you know, what other kind of things it could monitor, like blood glucose, blood glucose. That's hard to say. Right, which is one of the things that is rumored to be coming as part of the next um, version of the Apple Watch. And, you know, that could potentially be life-changing for all the people that have diabetes, for example, that typically would have to have some kind of uh, needle prick or something on a regular basis to monitor those those levels. Uh, John, this is not a great story. Google reportedly is make, making it harder for users to find privacy settings. Shocking. 
Because <laughs> they want to, they don't want you to give up your privacy, or they want you to give up your privacy so that they can monetize your your um, as you go through the internet or, or use apps, so they can track all that stuff and then they can sell that to marketing people. Well, so this is a, a story uh, up on mobilesyrup.com. You should check them out. Great website. Uh, apparently, they also reportedly pressured phone makers like LG to hide certain location settings. How is this not like in a court of law now or something? <laughs> Doesn't someone step back and go, you know, if this got out, always ask yourself, if people found out what I was, I'm doing here, would there be an uproar? Well, you would think if, if these manufacturers are being pressured, they're like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that or we'll talk about it, which sounds like somebody did. There's also documents saying that um, they continue to collect location data even when users had turned off location sharing. See, that's the thing that is frustrating because you want to believe when you turn off, don't track me, turn off your location services, that it actually is, but it sounds like maybe it's not. Yeah. At least on the Google side of the equation. Uh, Another uh, interesting story here, uh, see it up on iPhone in Canada. A YouTuber tracked air tags sent to uh, Elon Musk, Tim Cook, and North Korea. So he basically took some of these Apple air tags, which are very popular right now for the iPhone uh, and the Apple people out there, and uh, mailed these air tags to to these people. I don't know who in North Korea he emailed it to, but yeah, <laughs> just pick a random address. The, the, the Apple store in North Korea. Yeah. Um. So. It's interesting. He's he's able to track this because what happens with these AirTags, anytime they come near an Apple device, an iPad, an iPhone, a MacBook, it uh, then kind of pings that location. Yeah, so think about all the different places a package would have to go through. The post office, the postal clerk that has to process that, they might have a phone, and the delivery drivers and you know the pilots and who knows whatever mechanism of mode of transportation that particular package has gone on. Interestingly enough, he said that he spent about uh, just under 14 euros per parcel uh, for the tracking, the insurance fee, all that type of stuff uh, to send these packages. So, uh, except for North Korea, he was actually closer to $80. Crazy. Still a lot to talk about on the show today. I want to throw to our contest, which is kind of awesome this month, John. We're giving away an e-scooter. Unagi, Unagi e-scooter. This is like the Tesla of e-scooters. Most cities uh, and municipalities are looking at opening up the bike lanes and roadways to e-scooters. Now check with where you live. We're giving one away, getconnectedmedia.com. And there's extra chances to win as well. So just check out the contest page. When we come back, we're going to find out how you can uh, track uh, your loved ones when it comes to their health through TELUS and Apple Watch. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. We're going to talk about uh, safety devices now and uh, something really cool from uh, TELUS Health. You've probably heard of TELUS before, uh, one of the uh, big telecom providers here in Canada. Well, they also have a huge health division as well. And something that we've uh, chatted a bit before on the program about, because we've had uh, listeners call in about it, is uh, their Living Well Companion Personal Emergency uh, Devices. And uh, on the line to uh, tell us a bit more and a new Apple Watch feature of it is Juggy Sahota from TELUS. Thanks for joining us. 
great to be here, Mike. Uh, so for the listeners that don't know about these devices, uh, tell, them, tell them what they do. Sure. So we have um, our Living Well Companion service. And with this service, it offers um, our vulnerable populations the opportunity to be protected, in, in especially in the case of a fall and if they need emergency uh, response services. So you wear a device. Uh, if you fall, the device can detect that you've fallen, and immediately we can dispatch uh, emergency services to you 24-7. And our devices are also GPS-enabled. So if you are out for a walk uh, and uh, and something were to happen, you can do that comfortably, uh, knowing that uh, that Telus Health will be there with you, and we can dispatch emergency services to you wherever you are if the case may arise. I think this is a great service because uh, you know a lot of us have aging parents now, including myself, and I am worried uh, about them falling. Uh, you know, especially if they're alone uh, and not able to get to a, a phone uh, or you know call for help for that matter. Uh, from what I remember, there was two devices, right? Yes, we have a, a service called Living Well Companion Home. And so this is for um, our, our customers that are really not out and about very much. Uh, they are really concerned about something perhaps happening to them while they're in the home. Uh, and uh, usually they're living alone uh, or, um, or they're just really frail and they, they want to make sure that they've got access uh, to paramedics in, in the case that that might be required. And so there's a Living Well Companion Home Service. And then we also have a Living Well Companion Go Service which is the GPS-enabled version. People that actually want to go out for walks and are able to do so uh, can have um, more freedom uh, and more protection while they're out and about. Those are the two main offerings that we had until we launched our Apple Watch uh, service uh, just yesterday. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, The home service, how does it know when you've fallen? So it has a fall detection service right built into the device. So if there is, if you do actually have a physical change uh, in where you are with pressure, the, the device will actually be uh, notified that something has happened. What then happens is it triggers a call into our command center. So this is a 24-7 central monitoring service. And we will, we will try to connect with you to say um, there's, there's, a, there's a, like a, a, a station device that's also in the home. And then through that station device, we'll speak with you and say, are you okay? Are you in need of emergency services? Uh, And if you're able to communicate back to us, we'll hear what you need. You might want us to contact one of your uh, emergency uh, contacts that you give us ahead of time when you set the service up. So usually that's a family member or a caregiver, Uh, or you might need uh, uh, 911 uh, ambulance services. If we don't hear from you, that then we will dispatch emergency services. So for the home one, um, you've got the base station and you also are wearing a device as well? Yes, you are. Yeah, you are wearing a device and it communicates with the base station. You're how, absolutely right. How big is this thing and, and where do you wear it? Uh, so you, the typical place, it's not that big. It's like a, a, almost like a necklace uh, and it's probably the size of a very small mouse maybe uh, to think of a mouse by that I mean a computer mouse maybe that's not the best analogy to use here I got a, I got a mouse around my neck I have a better I have a better analogy it's like a medal okay so okay. you are a medal winner yes and it's like wearing a medal I should have trained myself on that anyway um, so you will use uh, you will wear a, a, a necklace which is kind of like a metal device and, uh, and it communicates with the base station. And the base station is a very, very small unit um, that usually sits um, in, your, in your bedroom or in your kitchen on the counter. So, Chuggy, how long does the battery life on this device? Because that's a question that we have from a lot of folks that want to have some kind of a device for their parents or even for themselves. And they don't want to have to always be charging something as well, which, you know, eventually you're going to have to, I think, if it's connected. 
Yeah, we do want you, the battery life uh, on those devices does need to be charged and we do have um, we need instructions for our customers on how often to charge the devices. The devices need power uh, and you'll need to do that. Our GPS device has longer battery life, uh, that device is newer, and um, but it also takes more battery power too if you think about the GPS and the communication that's required there in the device. Uh, but we do need our patients uh, to be regularly charging their devices. Uh, now with the Apple Watch, we'll speak about that. The Apple Watch uh, later versions have better battery life uh, as well, but they're going to need to be charged. Um, what if they forget to charge it? Is there any uh, alerts or anything to anyone? Yeah, if we, do, if we, we, we will do proactive testing to make sure that the base stations are speaking to the devices. And if we find that there is not a connection there, uh, then we will reach out to the patients and make sure that they're, they're doing what they need to to charge the devices. We're talking with uh, Juggy Sahota from TELUS Health uh, and about their Living Well Companion uh, personal emergency devices. They've got one uh, just for homes and uh, a GPS one that you can wear when you're out on the uh, go as well. We're going to have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new Apple Watch version of this, a service that works uh, with Apple Watches. Back after this. You are back with the show. Mike and John here. We're talking all about uh, personal safety devices, uh, specifically ones from TELUS Health. Uh, we've got Juggy Sahota on the line. She is uh, with TELUS uh, itself and uh, giving us the, the details uh, on that. Uh, we're going to talk about the Apple Watch service version of this as well. But before we do that, uh, Juggy, um, what, what are the prices for the, uh, the first two we talked about, the, uh, the home one and the, the GPS one? So our services range from uh, around $25 to $35 per month for the home service and around $55 per month for the Companion Go service. And I think what's really important here um, to share is that, you know, we are the price leader in this space in the country. Uh, and that's a very deliberate choice that we've made as an organization. We know that uh, our seniors are usually the, the customers for the service, and this is a life-saving service. And so we try to ensure that the costs are as low as they can be to help support that population. When I first heard the pricing, I thought, wow, 55 bucks a month, that's a lot of money. But then I thought, I love my parents. <laughs> you know? and, and being able to have that peace of mind, knowing that if there was ever an emergency, if there was a fall, uh, they would get the help they need like right away, which is priceless. Yeah. Really, yeah. When, you, when you think about it. Uh, Absolutely. And, and Juggy, also, if I could, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah go on. I was going to say that, you know, they're a, a peace of mind for you and then also a peace of mind uh, for your parents, as an example, because mo what, we've, what we've really learned and seen over this last year and a half with the pandemic is, um, you know, just again, an underscoring of the point that people would like to live at home if they can for as long as they can. And services like our Living Well Companion Service offer people the freedom, offer the dignity and that optionality to know that if you ever need emergency support 24-7, we will be there with you. Uh, and then what is the cost of that at the end of the day? Like that's worth a lot for people, uh, for children, for caregivers, and also for seniors that would like to live at home instead of in a home. That is an excellent point, uh, Juggy. Uh, like if you uh, get to a point where you have to put, uh, you know, an aging parent in a home, that is not cheap. That is expensive, and that's just a whole new world. So the longer uh, you know you can live in your own home, I think that's just much better overall, you know, physically and, and mentally. Uh, and just having that peace of mind with uh, these devices, obviously, um, you know, saves you a ton of money and just you know extends extends the quality of life. Okay, so we talked a lot uh, uh, teasing the the Apple Watch version. How does this work, Juggy? 
Okay, so our our Telus uh, Telus Health Companion on Apple Watch uh, is a pretty exciting innovation. It's the first in Canada, uh, and we're really thrilled with it. Um, you know, we're first to combine the Apple Watch innovations, including its fall detection API and location sharing capabilities, and then we layer onto that our 24/7 emergency support provided through our National Emergency Response Center. And now what you have is you have an Apple Watch, which is a brand new, different type of device with a great form factor uh, for those people that don't want to wear the, the metal, the necklace that I talked about, or to have it on their waistband. Now they have the ability to have it on their Apple Watch. Uh, and uh, and it's a much better experience for so many of our users. And we know it. there is sometimes some level of stigma associated with the devices that you have to wear, uh, the personal emergency response devices. This. Apple Watch service now addresses that stigma issue. Uh, it's a watch, uh, and to everyone, it's an Apple Watch. And you know, only you or your caregivers will know that it's also supplying you with life-saving support when you need it. Uh, and it gives you again another layer of dignity for people that um, maybe have issues with some of the other device form factors that we have. So, uh, what Apple Watches does this work with? Uh, how much is it? All that. Okay, great. Um, so it works with um, it works with the Apple Watches that are uh, you know the fourth generation or above, and you need to have an Apple sorry an Apple iPhone as well a uh, 6s and above, and the service itself is a thirty dollars a month. So if you have an Apple Watch and you have an Apple iPhone, uh, you can have this uh, monitoring service, our Telus Health Living Well Companion monitoring service, and it's just thirty dollars a month. And what if they haven't got a watch? Do you guys offer anything? Yes, you, if you don't have an Apple Watch Series 4 or above, uh, then you can, we can pr- help, help you um, with that acquisition. And then the cost is $54 per month, which includes a savings of $120 on a, one of our two-year plans for smartwatches. I think that's a great thing because a lot of people are kind of, they get sticker shock when they see how much a Series 6 Apple Watch is. You know, it, yeah. it can be, you know, five $600 depending on the configuration. So being able to spread that out over a couple of years yeah. is pretty good. Like 50 bucks a yeah. month to get the yeah. watch and the service. Yeah. That's not bad. That's right. And you just need series four uh, for the Apple watch can be a, a series four uh, or above. And for the iPhone, you need a, a success or above. Uh, do these prices apply to non telus uh, subscribers? Uh, you need to be a telus subscriber to have the service today. Okay. Uh, so you can't be Rogers or Bell or any. No, no, not yet. Uh, and is that for all the living uh, well companion devices? No. Uh, so other living well companion devices are open for all customers uh, for, from different um, companies. And um, they don't have a requirement on the wireless side, uh, yeah. Mike, as this service does. So okay. in this service, you need to have a uh, an iPhone and you need to have an Apple Watch and you have to be on a TELUS uh, plan. But for our companion, TELUS Health Living Well Companion Go and Home Services, uh, you don't need to be uh, connected to a wireless service of any kind. I think I got most of my questions out there. I'm just trying to make this <laughs> understandable to, to everyone out there, but I think you've done a great uh, job with that, uh, Juggy. Uh, for people that want more information, uh, what website can they go to? If they just go to telus.com slash companion watch, all of the information is there. Uh, and if they're interested in the service, uh, they'll call into our 1-800 number. That's a, that also is available through the website. So telus.com slash companion watch and we will provide them with uh, one-on-one support to have them set up on the right plan with the right devices so that they can enjoy the service 
and have the peace of mind that you talked about, Mike, uh, knowing that um, they'll be safe and, and the caregivers can also have peace of mind knowing that their loved ones, wherever they are, uh, that have access to emergency services if they ever need it. Uh, I think you guys are doing a great job and this is a wonderful use of uh, technology. And thanks for joining us again, Juggy. Thank you so much, uh, Mike and John. I appreciate the time. That was Juggy Sohoto from Talus Health. When we come back, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the program. Mike and John here. We are going to talk about images, digital images. Uh, I think a lot of us work with them now when we're uh, posting things on our social media networks, the Facebooks, the Instagrams. Well, we're going to talk to Ted Kritsonos about uh, some great image conversion tools that can maybe help save you some money, time, effort, and grief. Thanks for joining us, Ted. Thanks, guys. A pleasure to be here. So I think more and more of us are, are getting into posting images and manipulating images and graphics uh, because we're all using the different social channel channels out there. Uh, you've uh, done a, a great article up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com, about some uh, great tools that you've come across that can, can help people. Yeah, so... It might surprise people to know that there actually are some file formats uh, that Photoshop can't handle. And one of the common ones is WebP. Uh, WebP is a file extension that you'll often find online. So if you're ever looking for an image online in a, you know, an image search of some, of some sort, and it, tends to be, and it happens to be a WebP file, and then you're trying to you do something with it to edit it or whatever, you can't. Uh, so you need to convert it to something. And, and there are a number of options online which are free that you can use to do so so and it's not just webp i mean it doesn't matter what it is you're trying to convert i'm just using it as an example because even with the iphone we have uh, heif or or haif or haif files however you want to pronounce that uh, from your iphone some people might run into that problem too so uh, the first is xn convert um, xnconvert.com this is a desktop app so uh, you can download it to your pc mac or linux computer uh, and there's a lot of conversion available here. So it recognizes up to 500 different formats, and you can, you can convert from any of those to any of 70 different file formats. So you got anything that falls in that 500 range, you can convert it to 70, you know, up to 70 different file formats. The, the interesting thing about this particular app is this is the same app that I recommended as a, an alternative to the, uh, the photo sticks because it can read and find all your photos on your entire hard drive, and it works on Windows, Mac, and Linux, and it's completely free. Oh, really? Great. So it finds them all, and then you can dump those onto a, your own USB stick? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great. great point, John. Great point. And that's the advantage of being a desktop app. Yes. So it, it'd be harder, obviously, to do that if it was a browser-based solution, which we are going to talk about. But being a desktop app, it's able to read what you have in your drive. And just as you said, you can easily organize some of the, the photos where you want them to go on the stick. And of course, you can convert what you need to convert and do it in a batch. So if there were a bunch of images that you wanted to convert on mass, you can do so very easily through this tool. That's and the again, magic word, the batch processing. Because sometimes people yes. will find stuff and they want to convert a bunch and it's like, click, 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 click. Yeah, you you've can, got like yeah. hundreds or even thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This truly is a Swiss Army Knife app. It's one of my favorite apps for doing this kind of stuff. And again, it's called XN Convert. Uh, and again, we've got an article that Ted wrote up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com, that's going to have all of these ones that we're talking about right now, just so it'll be easier for uh, the listeners to find. Uh, what else we got, Ted? So the next one up is Zamzar. Uh, it's a bit of a funny name. 
but it, you, now this is a browser-based one, so it, it, and it's modest in, in scope, really, because uh, to, to me, what was good about it is the convenience. Like, you're not downloading an app, you just open up a browser, you go to it, you choose the format you want it to convert to, you drag and drop the image in there, and that's it. That's pretty much all that 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 it go, you know, that you have to do with it. So uh, it does work with video files too, which I found interesting. So uh, it supports up to twelve hundred different file types. Oh, this this is interesting to me because sometimes I have to convert video file formats, and it's always been a pain to find yeah, something that can do it. Yeah, yeah, you might want to try this one. It's it's pretty good. Now the caveat here, unfortunately, there always is one when something is free, is that you're limited to just two files in a twenty four hour span. So unless you're willing to pay for a subscription, you can only convert two files for every 24-hour period. Now, if that's, again, if you're just doing a quick conversion, you just need one file quickly to get done, I like these guys for that reason because it's, that, you know, it's for that one time where you just need that one file converted and you need something quick, you don't want to download anything, this is one way to go. I guess one thing to, to ask about these online services, you're essentially giving them a copy of whatever image you want to convert. So bear that in mind if it's like photos of your kids or something like that you don't want on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, so if you want to do multiple images, obviously you got to subscribe. Um, so, and if you want to do batch, you got to subscribe. Um, but in terms of, in terms of kids images, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, the thing with these sites is I don't know how far they go as to stopping you from, I guess, putting up certain types of images. I'm not aware that there are those types of restrictions. No, the, the concern is more along the lines of like, say you have a bunch of documents that you've scanned or taken photos of, for example, like important personal documents, like your taxes or something like that. You need to convert it into something. I wouldn't recommend using a web conversion tool to do that. I would use an app that's Oh, I got you. Local okay. to your drive, right? So yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. you don't know, especially when it's a free service. And what country they're in. What country they're in. Are they keeping these photos? Are they being downloaded once they've been converted off of their servers? You know, because you have to then download it from their server, right? So yeah, th- those yeah. are some questions. So just think carefully about using an online service um, if it's sensitive documents. Well, it's interesting, you know, the videos that I convert, uh, most of the time, because uh, I'm doing presentations all the time, I, I need to convert YouTube videos. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'll get the YouTube link, and then I got to go to some sort of video converting website or, or, or something to convert it over. So the Zamzar sounds like a, a good place to, to try that out. Yeah, there's there's probably easier ways. Yeah. We'll do, talk about that on another segment. Well, I, I randomly find them. I don't know what kind of crazy things they're doing to my computer, but... Uh, you know, we'll get into that. Okay, Zamzar, what's the next one, Ted? So this is particularly for Apple users. So uh, because the iPhone uh, shoots in Hike uh, or HEIF, like depending on you know the file extension, um, you want if you may want to convert those to JPEGs or PNG files. And if you want to do so in an easy way, this is another desktop app that's very lightweight that can do so. So uh, this is a proprietary a- Apple format, uh, Hike. Is a, is a proprietary format. The idea is to compress images a little bit more to take up less space in your iPhone. So with the greater compression, you, you know, you're taking up less storage, but at the same time, it's not gonna be readable on other devices. You try to send a hike file to an Android user, you might run into problems. Now this is a converter, iMazing. It's literally called iMazing Hike Converter. 
is free to download and it's it, all you do is just literally drag and drop the files in there it does the conversion and that's it it, it, it outputs them in JPEG or, or PNG. We've, we've had some problems with, uh, we use WordPress for our website. And uh, anytime we use an iPhone photo, sometimes there's a problem because it's in that hike format. So this would be really good and quick to drag and drop a big batch of files. I use it all the time. Yeah. It's great. We're talking with Ted Kritsonos all about some great free image conversion tools uh, that you can use to convert uh, any type of image, even some videos into the file format that you want. If you want to find out more of these uh, free tools, visit our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and uh, look up the article. There's some uh, great uh, links for you to try out. Thanks for joining us, Ted. We've got more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Been a great show. Uh, we mentioned earlier about our contest, an Anagi e-scooter. This thing is amazing, John. It can go like 30 clicks. Yes. It's so fast it if is. you want it to be. Well, it's got dual motors, so both wheels actually get powered. Yes. Which is kind of a new thing for e-scooters. Yeah. Normally, it's just one. Uh, you can get these uh, at a number of locations. I think LondonDrugs.com carries them as well. And Best Buy. Best Buy. Uh, I've tried this thing. I love it. Yeah. I want to get this. Yeah. And I can't win it. No. Which kind of sucks. Uh, we've made a great video for it, too up on our website. Yep. Getconnectedmedia.com. Robin, our uh, our cameraman and contributor, got a chance to take it out and make a video. I think he he fell in love with it. We're going to have trouble prying it from his hands. <laughs> and just to be clear, you're not winning the used one that Robin used in the video. <laughs> we were going to give that one away, but he just used the hell out of it. Yeah. He takes it everywhere. Yeah. So we got a new one in. Yeah. A fresh Fresh. Fresh scooter. Hey, you know, and if you want an extra chance to win, you have to listen to our sister show uh, this weekend. It probably already happened because <laughs> it uh, airs uh, across Canada Saturdays. But you can check it out on our website. And check, listen to the podcast. At the end, we have a secret word. Yes. That gives you more entries. Yes. And next week, we'll have a secret word on the app show. Yes. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. And again, an Unagi e-scooter giving that away. You can check it out on our website. You want that extra entry? or entries, check out the Get Connected podcast, our sister show. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Of course, John, uh, my co-host and producer, and uh, our other producer, Christina Stoyanova. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.